Hello, my name is Anna Liming, and I'm doing a podcast over Chapter 2 for my assessment. So first, I would definitely love to go over um, the thinking abilities of adolescents and how they are superior to children's thinking abilities. Um, They're superior because they are more advanced. They're more advanced because they think logical, they're future-oriented, they're thinking abstractly, and they have to do this, I believe, because of school. Definitely because of school... Um, because they want you to be ready for the future. They want you to be ready for your college, and they want you to think logical, like, is this the right decision? Um, and they, they're able to think more metacognitively, um, also known as MC. This is basically thinking about thinking. Why did you think that? Um, why do you believe this is happening? And I do not even remember how many times I was asked this in my high school classes. Why? Did you think this when you were reading this? Um, they want to know that. Um, this definitely helps with identity development because it goes through um, a way of increasing the introspection and self-consciousness, which is definitely a process that permits the self-examination and exploration that are important tools for establishing um, the sense of identity. Um, as we move on, um, adolescent egocentrism. Um, this is basically all about yourself, how you present yourself, um, basically self-absorption, and it's extreme. Um, I did a research on imaginary audience, which falls under this category. Basically, you're very self-conscious about what other people think, and you believe that someone is, or you have an audience, basically, um, which definitely would apply to social media and things that you post. I also think that imaginary audience is something that's very good at the same time. As adolescents grow older, they they think, oh, I should not post this because I have an imaginary audience of professional people that could potentially get me a job. Um, such like that. A personal fable, which also falls under this category, is a belief that they're that they are special and unique. Um, something that is kind of bad about this is this gives you higher risk for things. They're going to be very risk-taking because they want that unique status. Um, but it also is a good thing because you do believe that you're unique, and I think that is something that's very good. Um, another thing is TAP, which stands for Think About Possibilities. Um, they're able to think about different things and possibly how their personalities are going to change in the future. And something that's really good about TAP is it enhances them mathematical reasoning, your scientific reasoning, um, argumentative skills, and your deductive reasoning skills. And I think that this is very good. And if it was from a teacher's standpoint or professionally a standpoint, um, you definitely want those characteristics as they grow older. You definitely want them to be able to think of all the possibilities that can go into a math problem um, or you're going to law school. You want to be able to think of all those possibilities um, that could happen within what's going on. Um, As we move on, they think more multi- dimensionally, which means they're thinking about a problem from multiple dimensions rather than just one approach. Um, I always think of it as you're standing in one spot, you have a problem, and then this ghost comes out and can just look at all the different possibilities, um, is how I think, and it 
basically it's a good problem solving and decision making thing where it's able to impact the quality and complexity to which adolescents think about and describe themselves. Um, which means like I can put myself into different characteristics such as I'm creative, I'm smart, and I'm kind. Um, and I think that this is a good way to think because not only does it help with yourself, but it also helps in decision-making, is this right or wrong? Um, and being able to take a view and look back from that. Um, they're able to think more rel relativistically um, as opposed to absolutely. Um, so to define this, it would basically be like, say the runner is wearing tennis shoes, Nike tennis shoes, um, you're going to think Kate, who also is wearing Nike tennis shoes, is a runner. Um. And something else that also helps them is hypothetical thinking, such as the if-then skills, such as if I touch the stove, then I'm going to get burnt, or if I do this, then I may get in trouble. Um, so you definitely want your child, your student to have that so that they're able to know um, what they should be doing and what they should not be doing. Um, thinking characteristics necessary for hypothetical thinking is to see beyond what is directly observable, to apply logical reasoning, to anticipate what might be possible. Um, they're able to plan ahead. Um, and able to see future consequences of an action to provide alternate explanations of events. Um, the benefits of this cognitively is they're able to formulate, like formulating and arg arguing a viewpoint. Um, the social benefits of this would be taking on the perspectives of others, which means that they're able to kind of see what others are feeling. Um, it and it enhances decision-making abilities and they're able to plan ahead and foresee the consequences. Um, another thing is why adolescents think better than children is they're able to think more effectively and efficiently um, by being organized, thinking more flexible, and they can move easily from the specific information to general or the concrete information to abstract. Theories of cognitive development um, from, I believe it's pageant, pageant, pageant theory um, of cognitive development. Um, he basically did a comprehensive theory about um, nature and development of human intelligence um, with these, um, like, it's like unfolds in stages, such as you have the abstract thinking and reasoning, logical thinking and reasoning reasoning, hypothetical thinking, reasoning, deductive reasoning, thinking, um, but they're not universal, reached by all adolescents and or adults. Um, they're not used all the time or consistently across context, um, which the, all of these um, thinking and, and reasonings um, represent most late adolescents thinking and reasoning abilities and to a much less extent early adolescent thinking abilities. Um, he definitely overestimated adolescents' thinking abilities. So, information processing theory, um, which is specific cognitive abilities improve 
um, not staged like, not how Pigeon's theory was. Um, as an ed as an individual goes from childhood into ad adolescence. Um, so attention, which selective attention means to focus on one thing and tune out another. So say I'm reading and someone is singing um, next to me. I'm able to tune those people out and I'm able to just read. Um, divided attention is I'm able to pay attention to two sets of things at the same time, such as I'm able to read and I'm also able to watch a movie, which would definitely be hard. Um, sustained attention is where you're able to concentrate and also be able to stay focused on a complicated task, such as um, I'm reading and then I'm also able to understand and comprehend all the different difficult material that's going on. Um, so impulse control is another thing. Um, this is like, say you are doing homework and you get a text from a friend. Um, this is keeping your, like, just turning your phone over, not even looking at it, or just not even thinking it's there. And just the impulse control of not even touching it and keeping, and still doing your homework. So now we'll move over to memory. So working memory, um, this is development of working memory is linked to the brain development. Um, specifically regions of the brain responsible for information processing um, that become more developed and more interconnected with other brain regions, which similar information processing responsibilities. Um, the working memory uh, speed will increase and the capacity will also increase, I believe, as you um, get older. So now we will go over short-term memory, which is basically your intake now. So like 20 to 30 seconds later is your short-term memory, what you're going to remember now. And then basically everything after that would go into working memory, which goes into long-term memory, which long-term memory is things that you can remember from a very long time ago, such as when I was five years old, I remember I got a bike or something like that. Um, autobi autobiographical memory, um, AM, is being able to recall meaningful past events such as um, when you lost your first pet. Um, it was very meaningful, pers personal, and you're just able to remember it from a very, very long time ago. Um, information processing speed, IPS, is... Um, improved rem like between the ages of 5 and 15 um, and then the largest gains of this are nine between 9 and 12 so that's how we're able to process everything that is coming in all the information and being able to just comment back with a correct response to things um, brain development um, gender differences isn't really a problem with brain development. Um, differences in brain structure and function are very small and unlikely to explain differences between male and females and the way they behave or think. Um, so it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't really change anything, I would say. It's too small to have a significance. Um, so what is developing? So synaptic pruning 
um, is the process which unnecessary connections between neurons are eliminated, which means pruned, um, thus improving efficiency and speed of processing information. Um, so basically, it just makes everything faster. So it's kind of like a shortcut. Um, if you develop this and make it even better, um, it's definitely able to make everything faster. And a good example in the outline here is how it's kind of like an interstate freeway. Instead of having to take a city road, a country road, or a highway road that's much slower, you can take um, the interstate and get there a lot faster. Um, my myelination, um, this is the process where the brain circuits are insulated with my myelin, um, which also improves speed and efficiency of processing. Uh, this is basically like a coding um, on, I believe, a neuron, um, but it, it's coded and it makes everything much faster through the circuit. Um, and puberty, education, and exercise have been shown to stimulate um, this process and it is responsible for a higher order of thinking. So plasticity, um, this is the capacity of the brain to change in response to an experience. Um, how I personally view this definition is how you tell your brain to think of something and um, you just keep telling it over and over and over and then you believe it and it kind of changes how you think and how you believe things and how you process information. Um, I definitely say learning a different skill could do this. Um, the prefrontal cortex is a part in the brain. Um, this region of the brain, most important for sophisticated thinking abilities like um, thinking ahead, um, weighting risk and rewards, um, like planning um, and controlling impulses. Um, through myelina myelination and synaptic pruning, the prefrontal cortex is able to undergo radical remodeling. And something that's very neat is it is not fully developed until mid-20s. So my prefrontal cortex is not fully developed. And that is crazy to think that I am this old and it is still not developed. Um, the limbic system is also another area in the brain. Um, it plays an important role for processing emotional experience, social information, and reward and punishment, leading to improvement in our ability to regulate our emotions and coordinate our thoughts and feelings. So it's exposed to um, dopamine, serotonin, and these are the main, um, I believe they're neurotransmitters, but they're the main things that um, have feelings of pleasure and satisfaction or like your moods or like your moods so that definitely plays a big role into it and it's more responsive to stress um sensitive to rewards and it increases reward seeking um and it's not fully developed until the mid-adolescence so the development within and connectivity between the prefrontal cortex and limbic system um, substantially um, is not fully explain the advanced thinking abilities discussed. Um, but there's also differences between a child's brain and an adolescent's brain um, that is fully connectivity um, because child's brains are characterized by like local connections. Um, throughout like connections to nearby brain regions where adolescents and into adulthood have more distant regions.
um, that become more increased interconnected. So moving on to intelligence, whenever I hear intelligence, the first thing I think is the brain, um, which is definitely linked to brain development. So, um, so like improvement in your intelligence is linked to brain development is what I mean. So synaptic pruning, myelination, those are all things that are linked to this. And overall, I think something that definitely helps your intelligence is the learning process. Um, so most intelligent adolescents tend to have more synaptic connections between the PFC and other brain regions and a longer period of brain plasticity. Um, mental abilities um, can be like given by IQ test and these are definitely going to increase through childhood to adolescence because you are learning more and all of these um, like the synaptic pruning, myelination, like the brain development, all of that is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so like types of intelligence would be like the IQ test, like the book smarts and all that, multiple intelligence, Sternberg's triarch um, theory and competential intelligence. Um, another one is experimental intelligence, which a definition for this would, it involves our abilities to use insight um, and creativity. Um, contextual intelligence is our ability to think practically. Um, everyone has these types of intelligence, three, has all three types of intelligence, which I did not go over. Um, competitional intelligence, which is our ability to acquire, store, and process information. So, compared to IQ test. Sorry about that. But, um, we're all able to have these types of intelligence, but some individuals have stronger, um, depending on, I believe it's depending on your learning situation and how well you learn. Um, Gardner's theory of multiple intelligence um, consists of seven types of intelligence, verbal, mathematical, musical, interpersonal, spatial, self-reflective, and kinesthetic. Sternberg and Gardner's theories challenge traditional concepts of what intelligent means. Um, these leave more equally valid forms of intellectual expression. However, if we move to culture and intelligence, I'm going to not do good on this name, but it's Vygotsky um, perspective, which is social interactions um, play a fundamental role in the development of um, cognition. So how we are able to interact with other people in society um, definitely will change on how we develop um, our learning styles. So scaffolding is a process um, is a process within the ZPD, which is the zone of proximal development. Um, it's so I describe it as what a learner can do with help and what a learner can do on their own. Um, so the ZPD involving that changing the levels of supported based on need, progress, and potential. So if we move on to social cognition, um, the cognitive processes involved in and applied to the social environment, such as thinking about people, social relationships, and social institutions. So basically, um, you're able to think about people, social relationships, social institutions, um, and more advanced and more complex and more accurate. 
So you're able to think about people um, way better. So as a child, you don't really think about other people's personalities. But as you get older, you have a better understanding about people's personalities and who they really are. Um, You can have a better understanding of, like, their feelings. So, like, when you were little, you always wanted your peers to be in the group. You always wanted to, like, let them in social activities. But with age, as you're able to understand these personalities, you think oh, she's not as creative or um, I don't want her in the group because she's very quiet and doesn't talk to anyone, so it's just uncomfortable. Stuff like that. So the social brain, um, I find this very fascinating and very true, is we become more social around the time of puberty. And I think that because when you're little uh, and you fall, You just get back up and you laugh about it. But when you're in adolescence and you fall, you make sure no one has seen you fall. And you get very embarrassed. Um, Another thing is you're susceptible to more peer pressure because you are around others so much and your peers. The benefits of this is empathy and higher quality social relationships. Uh, The negatives about this... um, You're more distracted and you have higher levels uh, of mental health because of this. Because you are around a lot of social interaction with people and words hurt sometimes. And um, you can have sensitivity to some of these and negative social evaluations. So, some more about this. Um, Parents. So how we view our parents as we get older is we stop thinking about right and wrong and we start thinking about we have the authority instead of our parents. And it's a personal choice and beyond the bounds of parental authority, which I would definitely say I went through that. (laughs) Um, Also, we think about social institutions such as like the laws and like more complex things and we're able to Oh, we have a better understanding of the principles to these and subjects that are related to social institutions. Um, Another negative thing is risk-taking. Believe it or not, adolescents take way more risk than adults. (laughs) Um, Such as, like, substance abuse, reckless driving, and unprotected sex, and many, many more. Um, The last thing that I will go over here is brain development. So, uh, back to the limbic system and PFC, prefrontal cortex system, um, the asymmetrical brain development, and there's a lack of functional connectivity between and within crucial brain regions. Well, thank you for listening to my podcast today. I hope it was very informative. It was very informative for me as I was reading over and trying to figure out these definitions and how to describe things I was able to learn a lot and thought that this was a very well-equipped and very um, meaningful um, podcast to not only me but I hope to you thank you